Well, good morning, Mercy Church. It is so good to be with you this Sunday morning. Anybody just happy to be alive? Can I hear an amen? Amen. God is good. We just sang a song that I am blessed and we are blessed. If uh, we know Jesus and if we uh, serve him, it is a beautiful day to be alive this morning. And it's a beautiful day to be in the house of God. I'm so excited to be here this morning with you guys, worshiping Jesus, looking into the word of God. And uh, it's a great joy. First of all, happy birthday, Mercy Church. Next week, one year anniversary. That is special. Uh, it's a big deal, actually. And we support you. We celebrate with you. Uh, Pastor Eugene invited me to be at the grand opening or the launch service a year ago, but I was out of state and I couldn't make it to show my support. But we just want to let you know, first of all, before I share the message, that we from our church, Living Hope Church, which is 10 minutes away, we love you guys. We support you as a church. We are praying for you. There's a lot of work to do in our Kent area and the surrounding community. And so we need more churches. We need more church planters. We need to continue to faithfully serve the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, as I was mentioned already, my name is Alex. I'm, uh, uh, I don't even know, 37 years old, I think. 37 years old. I'm married, four kids, and uh, we live in the community not too far from here, and we're so happy to be uh, a part of this community and ministering here. As Eugene mentioned, we go way back. He actually invited me to come speak when he was a youth leader in this surrounding area as well, and I would come speak at the youth ministry that he was leading, and now 15, 17 years later, I'm here preaching at a church that you guys are all leading together. And I believe, God willing, 20 years from now, we'll continue to do the Lord's work for his glory and the building up of the church. We are today in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Go ahead and open up your Bibles if you have a Bible with you. If you have a Bible app that you want to use, your preferred Bible app, you can go ahead and do that as well. I will be reading out of the ESV translation. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. As just mentioned, we are in a series, First Things First, and here we will notice that Jesus mentions one of the four things that he mentioned as first for us to do. We will notice as we read the, God, the word of God today. Verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet their heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valued than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That is the reading of the word of God this morning. 
Today I want to take some time to share and continue in this series of talking on a topic that is seek first the kingdom. If you're taking notes, that is the title of this message, Seek First the Kingdom. And it's beautiful that the, the worship team was able to combine into the sermon series, the songs that we just sang. They were much in line with that which we are speaking about today. And it's part of that which God wants, I believe, to say to all of us this morning. Seek First the Kingdom. To understand this passage that we just read or this verse 33 a little bit better, we have to kind of look at the whole, the whole passage. To understand, that's why I read so many verses this morning, is because it's a continuation of a thought or it's a continuation of a message that Jesus was speaking. In fact, the whole chapter, the whole few chapters there, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, is a continuation of one message or as known the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preached. So Jesus sat on a hill. If you ever seen a, a picture of Jesus sitting on a hill and there's lots of people around him, this is an illustration or that picture is an illustration of the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus spoke to all those that were listening as he talked about some radical, life-transforming lessons and teachings of how we ought to live our lives. Some of the famous messages there, like for example, the Beatitudes that he starts off in chapter 5, and then we, uh, we sang a little bit about that today, and then we get to chapter 6. He teaches us the Lord's Prayer and how to pray, and then we get to the second half of chapter 6. He really deals with how we ought to live our lives and what priorities you and I are ought to have as we go through this Christian walk, walk of faith through life together. So seek first the kingdom. I want to leave today with you four thoughts that I believe that Jesus wants to show us or what we need to consider today when we think about the kingdom of God, when we talk about this topic, what we ought to understand or what we need to clarify today when we mention this thought that Jesus tells us to do, seek first the kingdom. First of all, what we need to notice is that life is more than our needs. Our life is more than that which we need on a daily basis. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus himself says this in verse 25. We just read this. He says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body or what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. My life and your life is more than the needs that we need, the necessities of life that we need every single day. And I think we are all guilty as charged that oftentimes we are more anxious about life than that which is of the utmost priority for us as believers. Here's the current reality that we all face daily. We all have needs. We all have things that we are striving to get, things of survival and so on. We need food, we need shelter, we got bills to pay, mortgages to take care of, gas prices increasing, we have a living expenses that's increasing, we have student loans, we have many different expenses and needs that we need every single day of our lives. Not only do we have needs, we all have goals, things that we're striving for, things that we want to accomplish. We want to do some greater things, so we want to, we have these goals in, in our careers, in our workplaces, 
We want to have promotions. We want to take additional vacations. We want to maybe get married one day. We want to build a, start a family one day. And we have all these goals in our lives that also demand our time and our attention as we go through life. And as we're dealing and going through all of this, we notice that we are occupied with a lot of needs, with things that are taking most of our day, most of our energy, most of our resources. And as we look through this list that just mentioned, it could be overwhelming knowing that there's so much that we are committed to and need to take care of every single day. The, the philo- uh, psychologist Abraham Maslow, he named this hierarchy of needs that all of us have. And he kind of put it together that we have psychological needs, air, water, food, sleep, clothing. We have uh, safety needs. We have love and belonging. We have needs of self-esteem and all of that. And that's kind of how our whole life is built, where we are prioritizing and living for that which we need today. As I thought about this for a few moments, I thought, man, would Jesus really tell us the same thing in verse 33 today in 2022 as he told his disciples 2,000 years ago? Like, would Jesus really come into my world today and sit us in a circle and tell us the exact same words? Like we have so much more. Life is so much complex. Life is so much difficult right now. We have so many things that we're dealing with, divisiveness of politics. We have so many issues that we've been through the last two, three years. Would Jesus not understand my situation today to live for that which is of necessity? Would Jesus understand and maybe tell us something else? I believe that the times that the people were living in that Jesus was speaking to was in fact, I could argue probably that they were more difficult than they are today. The striving, that which they were responsible for, that which they were trying to, the way they were trying to live, the way that they had to live, the, the, the medicine level that they had, they did not have the privileges that you and I have today. They also had a, a Roman Empire that was ruling them and they were under oppression. So they had much more difficult seasons of life, the people that were listening to Jesus back then as we do today. And I believe that Jesus would come into this room and tell us today the exact same words that we ought to seek the kingdom of God first. Because Jesus speaking these words 2,000 years ago, he spoke them not only for the people that heard him on that mountain, not only for the first early church that the apostles led, but his words, they go past borders, past borders of time. They are alive today and they're as relevant today for us as they were 2,000 years ago. So yes, Jesus would tell us exactly the same words. Your life and my life is much more than that which we need. Your life and my life is much more than just the necessities that we face on a daily basis. Now we need to be very clear. I need to mention this right away before we continue that Jesus is not telling us to quit everything and just go on this journey of just seeking his kingdom as we backpack through the nations and try to find a perfect place to live. Jesus is not telling us to quit our jobs or to leave our families or to leave our commitments that we have today and look for a certain happy place of life that is his physical kingdom. 
No, he has called us to refuse anxiety and worry of life as we go through this journey of life and that we would seek his kingdom right where we are at. Because our life is more than that which we are committed to. Our life is more than the responsibilities and the needs that we have every single day morning you see the reason why maybe most of us or some of us have worry and anxiety is because we are occupied seeking our kingdom building our throne promoting our name more than his kingdom so we find ourselves in anxiety and worry because we're occupied with trying to build our own kingdom promote our own name when we ought to be seeking the kingdom of God So the first thing that I wanted to do is let all of us know, dear child of God, dear follower, disciple of Jesus, your life is more than the needs that you and the necessities that you have to accomplish and reach every single day of your life. The second thing that I think is important to do is to really understand or really kind of define what is the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom? Like we use this language, we sing about it, but in fact for us in the West, it is very hard to understand. We have a hard time understanding what that looks like and what that means. You know, Queen Elizabeth II, she just passed away on September 8th and 96 years old. She was the longest reigning monarch that served and, um, that's like an uh, the United Kingdom is a place where they kind of still have a monarch, but they're not actively leading the details of the nation. They have a the parliament and they have people that are running the country, but they have a monarch or a place, a king in a way there or a queen. And now King Charles is in place. And that's kind of like the closest for me in the West to understand what a monarch or what a king looks like here in the West in United States, we have a hard time understanding that because we live in a different type of government system. We live in a different type of um, kingdom or in a way of, of running the nation. We live in a country where we the people, we run the nation or we the people, we run this kingdom. You can say we the people or we think that we do and we the people, we make the votes and we think that we have the deciding factor. But a kingdom that is hard for us in the West to understand, is not about the people. It is not about the needs of the people. In the kingdom, it was about the king and his rulership and his ways and his plans for the kingdom. See, many of us today have a hard time because we think Christianity is like a democracy. Christianity is about my needs. Christianity is really about my promotion and my wealth and my growth. But it is very different than that. Kingdom, to define the word, is the sovereign rule of a king over a territory, impacting it with his will, purpose, and intent. The kingdom of God is God's rulership or God's government over our lives. It's God's dominion over our lives. It's God's will being executed in our world and our lives. It is God's way not my way. And Jesus identifies the kingdom of God as being much more important than food, water, clothing, shelter, and every other basic human need that we have. The kingdom of God is much more important. 
So with Jesus saying these words, he's saying that the priority and the primary concern of your life as a disciple of Jesus and my life of, as a disciple of Jesus should be the kingdom of God above everything else. God's number one priority for mankind is that we would discover, understand, and live out the kingdom of God through our lives. The kingdom of God is not about what I want. It is about the king's rulership and guidance. So as we think about that, and there's books written on this, and there's a lot of details that we could go into talking about the kingdom of God, we ought to realize that we are called to live for the kingdom. We're getting mainly to our text now, verse 33. We ought to live for the kingdom. Kingdom living is a life lived under the authority of the king. And us fully submitting and doing that which he calls us to do. Kingdom living is surrender of our will to live for that which is his priority. So we are called to have kingdom rulership, the rulership of Jesus in our lives, within our lives. And he would have influence around the circle of people that we have influence of. And our goal is that the, the kingdom rulership of Jesus would have influence around the whole world. So Jesus tells us that our life is more important than, than just priorities or needs food and shelter our life is about the kingdom of God he says seek the kingdom to seek the kingdom means that we would study it that we would pursue it that we would uh, try to understand it some more seeking is an action step where we are continually seeking the kingdom of God but there's a very important word in this verse and that is first seek the kingdom first you and I are in a series right now of first things first. And Jesus says, first seek the kingdom of God. First would mean that we are, it is leading us. It is the primary goal. It is of, of the utmost importance for our lives. First means first in our time, first in place, in order, first of importance for us. It means that God's kingdom comes first before everything else. And in everything that we do, it is we're seeking the kingdom of God. So the question is, what do you and I seek? Like what do you and I daily pursue in our lives? If you're like me, oftentimes you catch yourself seeking, pursuing relationships, people, possessions, power, prestige, pleasure, and all these other desires that try to compete with that which Jesus has called us first to seek. You see, God's desire and God's demand is to be first in our lives. He's not agreeing to be second or third or last. God's not comfortable with you saying, okay, Sunday, Lord, is the Lord's day. Sunday only belongs to you. And the rest of my life is about me and for myself. God's desire and demand and expectation for you as a disciple of Jesus is to be number one, is to be first in your life. So as you go through life, as you go through this journey of faith, that you and I would seek first the kingdom of God. The first hour of our day, where does it go? Just ask ourselves a few questions when we're talking about first, the first hour of our day, where does that go? Is it a time of devotion or are we in a panic out the door because we're running late already to our meetings, to our workplaces, to our schools? Are we always in a rush or is the first hour 
a devotional moment for you and for I. The first day of the week, is Sunday a huge priority for you and me? Or do we just show up to church when it's convenient, when the Seahawks are not playing, when we're not at a, a special event? Or do we make the first week a priority? Because the kingdom of God is what matters most to us. What about the first part of our paycheck when we get paid? When do we show that our finances, are we, do we prioritize Jesus above everything? Do we leave the rest, whatever's left over for the kingdom of God and we cover all our bills? Or do we look forward to the opportunity to give of our resources to Mercy Church, to the, that which God has called us to do because it is of the utmost priority for us? It's a very good question because we talk about the kingdom and we talk about serving. But then when it comes to money, we become very stingy and we become very like it's personal. Don't tell me what to do with your money. But Jesus wants to have control and influence and rulership over all areas of our lives. And especially on that which we are after the most, which is financial resources. So Jesus is really checking the heart to see how, how we treat money when it comes to when we have a paycheck. What is the priority for us? What do we look forward to doing the most? Is it to save for another trip? Is it to save and put money away for something else that we want to purchase for ourselves? Or are we excited about when the team makes an announcement about giving? We're excited about that text to give and we're putting that number into our phone because first... Is it, a priori it, is, it is a priority for all of us. So first of our paycheck, how do we react? What do we do when we come, when we're in need of guidance? Where do we run first for guidance? Is it the word of God or we are looking somewhere else for guidance? Where do we run first when we are in need of trouble? Where do we turn to first when times are hard? Where do we dedicate the first stages of our life? If you're a young person here, first seek the kingdom in your youth. Like, don't set that aside in the future when you're old and when you're like thinking, I'm going to serve Jesus when I'm old. No, like when you're young and you're full of zeal and full of energy, dedicate this first early season of your life now, not later. Seek God's kingdom first. See God's kingdom even when nobody else around us is. I love the words of Jonathan Edwards. He says he made a resolution for his life. And he says, resolution number one, I will live for God. Resolution number two, if no one else does, I still will live for God. And that is how we ought to approach our lives. First, we will live for God. We seek his kingdom first. I believe that the greatest tragedy in our life is not death, but life without a purpose, life with wrong priorities. That is the greatest tragedy of our lives, where we go through life with the wrong priorities, with the wrong seeking, with the wrong pursuits, and we go through life, and at the end of it all, all we did was live for ourselves and not have the right priorities for our lives. Seek first the kingdom. But another thing that I want to mention is that this is a continual seeking. It's a continual pursuit. It's a continual daily choice to seek God daily, every single day, Monday through the rest of the week. No matter how long you've been in church, no matter how long you've been a disciple of Jesus, we are committed to seeking Jesus continually. There's no stopping or there's no 
a moment of life where we say, I've attained it all. I've understood the kingdom of God. I've understood how to follow Jesus all through my life, and I'm good. I've discovered it all. No, it's all through our life. No matter how long you and I are believers, it's a continual growing and seeking and knowing the kingdom of God much better. You see, let's take this example quickly. I've been in the United States. I'm an immigrant. I moved here when I was seven years old in 1992. And uh, I've been here for 30 years. And being in the United States for 30 years, I've seen half the states. There's 50 states. I've seen half the states. And in those half of the states, I've been in special places here and there, but not able to see the whole beautiful nation that we have here. It would take me a lifetime of full-time commitment and you and I to travel from state to state, to discover all of its beauty, to understand how beautiful, magnificent every single landscape is, every single viewpoint is, to really enjoy every single moment or historical place. It would take probably a lifetime to enjoy this beautiful nation, the United States of America. And really, we've only done a little bit. Just because I got my citizenship just because I passed the test does not mean that I've attained and understood fully the kingdom of God and I'm already at a level where I don't need to continue to pursue to know his kingdom more. No, like just as well, like we don't know the nation all the way to it. We haven't seen every beautiful spot even here in the northwest. So much more in his kingdom, knowing his rulership and guidance for our life. There's so many places that you and I can continue to grow in and continue to know at a better level if we commit to continually seeking the God, seeking God's kingdom and promoting it through our lives. There's so much levels of spiritual growth and maturity for all of us. We cannot stop just because we've been at church for a certain amount of years. We cannot stop because we've reached some kind of uh, maybe uh, educational level of in theology. We cannot stop because we read the Bible one time through. No, we continually seek the kingdom of God because there's so much more that you and I can learn, so much more that you and I can grow and so much more that you and I can pursue as we commit to it continually. So when we think about the kingdom of God and God's invitation, Jesus' words, or command even, it's, it's a command, it's an, it's an instruction for us to seek his kingdom first, we have to realize that not only do we just surrender everything, but there's a promise in seeking the kingdom of God. There's a promise, there's the promises of the kingdom. And we read, this is the second half of our main verse for today in verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. This is a promise of the word of God. This is not just a song that we just sang. This was not just a worship team choosing a cool song. These are the words of God that are promised for you and for I. If we prioritize his kingdom... Above our own needs, if we prioritize and live out first his kingdom in our workplaces, wherever we go, we are constantly thinking about his kingdom and what God wants to do in our lives. He will meet our needs. He will take care of us. There will not be a moment where we will be desperately left on the sideline all alone and all these needs will be added to you and I. If we give God our lives, he's able to take care of our needs. Even more, God gave us life. God gave us the existence of life. God gave us 
spiritual life. He has awakened us spiritually. He is, we are born again much more. If he's done all that for us, he is able to meet all our needs that we have in our lives and provide for us. In verse 26, we read these words. Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them all. Are you not more of more value than they? You and I mean much more to God than the birds, the beautiful nature, the flowers. You are more valuable to him. And the promise is that he will take care of you and me when we prioritize his kingdom first. You mean much more to him than that. Trusting God in our provision is like a remedy to anxiety. When we learn to trust, when we learn to surrender, when we learn to put his kingdom first and trust God in providing for us, it is a remedy. It is like helping us to fight off all the anxieties that are constantly wanting our attention, grasping for our attention. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 it says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above you and I have been saved. We've been saved, raised with Christ. We must seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. There's a promise here for us because now that we're children of God, we seek the things above that we are called to understanding and believing and surrendering to the promises of God. In other words, as one man said this way, if you take care of God's business, God will take care of your business. If you take care of God's will, God's business, God's priorities, God will take care of you and I. You see, nobody fully meets their needs when he only focuses on his needs. Because our needs continue to grow. Because our goals and our anxious emptiness and pursuit of things and possessions and material continues to grow. As we achieve one thing, as we purchase one thing, we always continually look within and there's another desire, there's another pursuit. So pursuing just needs will never be attained. Because all we will do is continue to make more needs for ourselves. But when we pursue the kingdom of God, there's joy and happiness in that. And the promises of God for your life and for my life is that he will take care of us. God will not leave us all on the sideline by ourselves. As the psalmist says these words in Psalms 37 verse 25. I have been young and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. These are the words of the Lord. This is the promises of God that you would trust him in your seeking. Trust him as you go through life. As Monday morning appears and shows up, tomorrow we will wake up and we'll start our new day and we'll go about our schedule. Is that in the Mondays, in the Tuesdays, we will seek his kingdom. We will try to promote his kingdom wherever we go, in our workforces, in our jobs, wherever we, whatever we do, we will prioritize his kingdom and he will take care of us and he will not leave us begging for bread. Today as we preach on this series, as we go and consider that which Jesus commanded us to do first, that we would consider how important it is for us not to go through life just living for our needs. 
What a wasted life that will be. But in our pursuit and taking care of our children and taking care of our careers and taking care of our jobs and our businesses, we would always think about his kingdom within us. We would always think about his kingdom with us. And wherever we are, we would be ambassadors for his kingdom, promoting his name, promoting his kingdom, promoting inner transformation to be more like our king. And in all of that process, God will be by our side. God shall not leave us nor forsake us. May God bless all of us in pursuit of seeking his kingdom. I want to invite you to stand to your feet as we come to conclusion and spend a few moments in prayer. As we take this moment to respond to the message, to respond to God's word. We want to give an opportunity for you to respond today to the message. All of us today, as we think about this, we have feel some areas of our life where we need to improve on, where we have been focused on ourselves and we've been anxious about nothing. We've been anxious about the minor things and maybe we need to make some changes in our heart this Sunday morning. This word was for you today from the Lord. Seek first his kingdom. Your life is more than your needs. Live for the kingdom and remember his promises and as I like to close every message, I like to ask three questions. What did you hear? What do you need to do about what you heard? And when will you do it? May God bless you. Let us spend a few moments in this prayer.